Thank you for spending part of Christmas Eve with us here at Brookwood. Tonight we complete a Christmas series of messages that I entitled Christmas Questions. It reminds us of the questions that children ask during this time of year, and they're awful, often entertaining and always insightful. Like, how can Santa cover the entire world in one night? And it's pretty astounding, even with the help of Santamazon, <laughs> there's still a lot of places to go. And if you don't know this by now, NORAD tracks Santa, and you can find it at noradsanta.org. In this series, we've examined questions by people who participated in the very first Christmas. And those questions revealed their attitudes toward what God was doing in sending his son. The first two questions were asked by people who had been promised the birth of a miraculous child by an angel named Gabriel. And they wondered how it would happen. An older Jewish priest named Zechariah said to the angel in Luke 1:18, how can I be sure this will happen? And then he added, I'm an old man now. And I read that he was over 60. And my wife is also well along in years. Doubt was evident in his response because he looked at himself instead of listening to God. A teenager named Mary also received a visit from Gabriel. And she asked this same angel at Luke 131, but how can this happen? And then added, I'm a virgin. And Mary revealed confusion. And she asserted her moral innocence. But she wasn't expressing disbelief. Because of Zechariah's lack of faith, Gabriel rendered him unable to speak or to hear. Until his son, whose name was John, would appear and would be the forerunner, the one who would prepare the people for the coming of the Messiah. Mary trusted and surrendered herself to God's plan, even though she did not fully understand it. The angel then provided her an answer, an explanation that I'm sure confused her, but also told her about a mature relative who could offer her support. And Mary visited this woman whose name was Elizabeth. She was the wife of Zechariah, the priest. And she was told by God who the baby that was within Mary was. And Mary was no more than 10 days pregnant. And so it was not obvious she was expecting. But Elizabeth exclaimed at Luke 1.43, why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? And then she added what I think is a very astonishing statement. When I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb, which was John, jumped for joy. The true identity of the baby within Mary was revealed to this woman, Elizabeth, by the Holy Spirit. She couldn't have known otherwise. See, it's true of us as well. We can only truly know Jesus as Lord. We can only really identify him as the Savior by revelation 
of the Holy Spirit. Not by human reasoning, not by logic. The Magi was a group also called the wise men. And after the birth of Jesus, these wise men and a king asked where this newborn king, this Messiah could be found. The Magi asked this way, where is the newborn king of the Jews? And then they explained, explained, we saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod went to the Jewish religious leaders and asked a similar question with a very different motive. Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And then the king went and met with these wise men and instructed them to go and find this Messiah. Then come back and tell him so he could go and worship the child also. The Magi sought the Savior themselves. They expended significant time, great effort, and considerable finances because they were seeking the Savior. And they entered in his presence and worshiped him. The king didn't even seek the newborn king personally. In fact, his interest was solely in discovering where this child could be found so he could be eliminated, removed, because this King Herod wanted no rival for the throne. To find the Messiah, we too must seek him. We ask the Spirit to show us who he is to confirm his identity for us so that we too can surrender ourselves to him, which is the way that God wants us to worship him. You know, Christmas is a perfect time to ask these questions. What are your questions? Your individual questions, your personal questions. Ask whatever you will, as long as they're honest and they're offered in a desire not to resist, but a de desire to respond and understand. I believe God will answer you so that you can find him and trust him so that you can know him and through this miraculous birth that occurred over 2,000 years ago at Christmas, you can be born again. We help each other in this seeking as well. We light candles now to symbolize the way we pass the good news to each other and the way we share our stories. Please stand. See, we help each other find Christ. When you tell your story, when you offer your experience, you help another person to believe. So share your flame with each other. You know, at the birth of his son, John, Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and he prophesied. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. And you will tell people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us. 
And that's what we'll symbolize tomorrow morning. And when it breaks, it will give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and will guide us in the path of peace. First Peter 2 tells us this, but you, each of you, you are God's chosen and special people. And God has brought you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Now, you must tell all the wonderful things he has done. That means to share your faith story, the experience of the Christ that you know. Tell someone who hasn't had that experience, who doesn't know the Savior. If you're born again by faith in Jesus, then you, like those wise men, have seen the Savior. And like Elizabeth, his identity has been confirmed to you by this Holy Spirit. So now you have the privilege and the responsibility to share what you know, to tell someone else. Matthew 5 reminds us this way. You are the light of this world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Do you possess faith? Are you hiding it? Are you sharing it? In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. And Ephesians 5 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. Let's sing together. Silent night, holy night.
the light that you hold in your hand but let the light shine that you hold in your heart you can return these candles to where you receive them counselors will be here if you want to talk with someone pray with someone or be anointed with oil for healing there'll also be a pastor in the care connection room (laughs) the kids are ready to go but as you gather with family and friends ask this question if God sent an angel to you What question would you ask him and why? Please leave through the side doors. May you have a Merry Christmas filled with the peace and the presence of Christ.